Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. It's definitely a tough feeling when you come all this way, especially when you got guys that are working so hard to win and doing everything you can and just not finding, just not being able to finish the game there. So. Uh, but all we can do is just keep going to work, keep doing what we've been doing. Um, we know how close we are, but that's not really, uh, that's not the point of this thing. It's, it's to go win games and, um, you know, it's going to, moments like this will make it a lot sweeter when we do turn that corner and we start, we start winning a bunch of games and, and doing all the things that we know we're capable of here. And, and I got no doubt that's going to happen. Um, but I got to play better and I, I just, I'll leave it at that. You know, I didn't play well enough today to win. Trevor Lawrence post game against the Broncos in London. Welcome to Jaguars drive time on a Wednesday. A lot to talk about for that game and a lot to talk about in the trade deadline as this is our first show back since that game in London. Welcome in Brian, John and Ashlyn here with you. A lot to discuss. A lot has happened (laughs) so far. All right, let's go into it. Big thing one is Calvin Ridley, the Jaguars trading for the Falcons wide receiver yesterday before the trade deadline was up at 4 o'clock. A proven game changer when healthy. And there is certainly a twist here. He will remain suspended through this season for gambling last year. And he will apply for reinstatement into the NFL in February when that happens. Hopefully, he will then become an official member of the Jaguars. We'll talk much more about this later on in the show as we get into big thing two, which is a target. There is a target right now on the Jaguars defense. While they did some th- good things against the Broncos, the biggest issue is they could not get off the field when it matters most. And everyone will talk about Trevor Lawrence and how he struggled against the Broncos, and he absolutely did. But we also need to talk about this defense and when it is on the line, they can't get off the field. It's a big picture look right now for Doug Peterson. You know, these are obviously these last couple of weeks are tough, you know, tough to take. Um, especially as hard as the guys work and, and play. What I'm proud of are the guys are they're, they're playing for 60 minutes, right? They're playing to the end. If I had to pick, I'd rather pick these types of games than blowout games where you lose. Um, I think you learn more in losses like this um, as a team, where we are with the culture of our team, um, than, than you would in a, in a blowout loss. And, you know, um, my hat's off to the guys, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to, like I said, nobody's going to hang their heads, you know, we just got to keep fighting. And finally, big thing three is belief. It is going to take some belief to keep that head held high for this franchise and belief in a young team, a new coaching staff, and especially belief in a young quarterback. 
we still have a lot of a lot of trust and a lot of faith in him. Uh, and and we're just going to continue to grow. We're going to grow together, you know. And and I just told him to keep his head up, stay confident. Um, I want to put the ball back in his hands and and, and just show uh, show the trust that we have that I have in him and that the team has. Got to be better in, in in a few situations, but. Um, those are just again. Those are those are really good learning opportunities for uh, for Trevor. And there you have it. Those are big things. We will have Atlanta Falcons play-by-play West Durham joining us shortly on the program. But before we get into this big Calvin Ridley trade, I want to talk briefly about the game because we haven't had the chance to against the Broncos. They fall to two and six. It's a five-game losing streak. It's the same old story. It's a close game. Coulda, shoulda, woulda won. This is where this team is at right now. And now we will have to talk about the keeping the head held high storyline. I, I didn't get the sense that's a problem um, with Trevor. If you, if you watch the body language, and again, I'm somebody that does. Uh, I'll take umbrage with a word that you use. You said struggled. And I wouldn't say struggled because he moved the ball against a very good defense. I want to use the word stumbled, right? Uh, he stumbled into another stupid play, the throw into the end zone, right? Um he stumbled into making the throw, getting locked into Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones is, is running wide open underneath. Uh, it isn't that he can't do it. It's that he hasn't done it, right? Um, and the question now is, will he do it? I believe that he will, which is where the belief comes in, because I see it. Um, but he's stumbling right now, and it's Doug and Press and Jim Bob and Mike's job to get him off of the stumble-bumble train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is the story. That, there's three things for this team. Trevor, inconsistency, red zone turnovers, and defense not holding the lead. Yeah. If you had all those things different, you'd probably be 7-1. and one, But those are huge things in the NFL. Major story. I agree with Shalen. Defense is a big storyline. But in the long run, that I, I believe it, as you add pieces moving forward over years, that's going to work itself out. Trevor's a huge story. Um Doug firmly believes the year two in the system next year, these, this thing, these inconsistencies are going to start to sort of grow out and even out. I believe that too, so uh, probably because I trust Doug Peterson knows quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But Trevor can't play like he did the other day. It was not just one play. It was, it was a lot of plays, and I thought after the first touchdown, once that interception happened, I thought he lost confidence a little bit. Um, great. Which makes sense. You're a young player. We're seeing the growth, the maturation, and we don't know what's at the end. Except and it's intriguing. Except that he took them down the field and gave them the lead. For sure. So he's shown the ability to do that. He, did, he, he put them all the way down the field against the Giants, and they came up a yard short. He had that masterful 18-play drive in Indianapolis. He is showing you signs that he can do it. It isn't getting done consistently. And then you have a huge problem on defense. I, I, and I don't even know where to go with it because you, you can't put it all on that one corner, but that one corner is such a black hole, right? And what you saw there was the exact same thing that we saw on opening day in Washington. The corner lost outside leverage, and the safety was nowhere to be found. Everyone knew where the ball was going. The quarterback, the wide receiver, the corner, everyone knew. <laughs> and still, they gave up that play. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. Can't happen. If it's Shaq Griffin, Trey Herndon, Especially no matter what, a, who's in there. A third-string offensive tackle and a backup center and a backup right tackle, come on. Yeah. I mean, that that's where the guys you paid up front are supposed to make plays and help the guy who's in and shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. 
right. it, 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 there's a lot of different angles to the defense. Yes, lots to talk about. And that's when Coach Peterson says in post game, hey, our playmakers have to make plays. That's the perfect example yeah. of that in that yeah. moment. All right, that is big things. Way more to talk about as we bring up this Calvin Ridley trade with West Durham Atlanta Falcons play-by-play coming up on Jaguars Drive Time. For nine years, DreamFinders Homes have been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all available inventory. We're back, Jaguars. Drive time on a Wednesday, breaking down this trade deadline and this big trade for the Jaguars, Calvin Ridley. To the Jaguars, and no one better to bring on Jaguars drive time than West Durham Atlanta Falcons play-by-play joining us now. Wes, thank you for waking up with us. Good morning, Ashlyn. How are you? We are doing great. Very excited about this trade and a lot to talk about with this. But I think big picture, Wes, what kind of player are the Jaguars getting with Calvin Ridley? Well, when he left the field at the front end of last year, Calvin Ridley, I thought, was one of the 10 best wide receivers in the National Football League. And when you go back and look at his career in Atlanta, uh, you know, when he stepped away from the field a year ago, uh, he had played in less than 50 games and yet was averaging almost 15 yards or 14 yards a catch. And so I, I think you're getting, number one, a relatively young wide receiver who's got some veteran presence about him, which is probably a good thing. I mean, less than 50 games and the success he's had is probably exactly what Doug Peterson and uh, and those guys were looking for. And I, I think he'll be a guy that uh, that Trevor can lean on early. Uh, because he's going to be anxious to get back on the field after not only the mental health situation, but obviously the suspension this year. And I think he's going to want to make an impact in his new home. You know, the minute I saw, Wes, good morning, that the trade went through, I thought, there's our reason to finally have Wes Durham on Jags draft time. I mean, we've been looking for one forever, Don't I get credit? Don't I get credit to coming from Cartersville, Georgia, to the show this morning since this is Lawrence's hometown? Don't I, I get credit for that, too? No, you do. And I think we have okay. to have a conversation about Trevor Lawrence as well, since you <laughs> are right down the street from his yeah. boyhood home. Uh, but I want to ask you if you think that Calvin Ridley qualifies as that top competitor. You know, the, the quality that scouts are looking for. The guy that every time he's on the field, he wants to win, whether it's a three-yard pass or whether it's going up at the goal line to, you know, to pull it in like Terry McLaurin did against the Colts the other day. Is he a top competitor? Will he fight like hell to get back on the field in 2023? You know, Brian, I think he's going to because I think he's missed it that much. Look, he took himself off the field a season ago, and then the league took him off the field this year. So once you kind of knock the proverbial rust off, I I think he's going to be back toward form. The, The question I have is I've never seen anybody but Matt Ryan throw him a pass. So there's going to have to be that synergy developed with Trevor, and and I think that's very possible, certainly in Jacksonville. Um, The the other aspect about him is he's got an edge about him. I mean, just to give you an example, a year ago before the season started, Atlanta did these combined practices ahead of their preseason game at Miami, and uh, Xavier Howard and all these other cats at Miami started down the road on Ridley, and he torched them. And everybody keeps telling me what a good secondary that is. And he lit him up at the beginning of last year in the, in the training camp practices. So when he wants the competitive button and the competitive juice push, Calvin Ridley is more than 
able to do it. And I, I think you're going to get him, you know, and I, I may miss on this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I think you're going to get him at the full tilt uh, because of the circumstances that have taken him off the field the last what will almost be 18 full months, I guess. Wes, when he's right, obviously the yards per catch is, is, is very good for the NFL right now. Uh, when he's right, is he pure deep speed guy? Uh, how does he manufacture those yards per catch? What kind of receiver is he? Well, obviously the speed element is a huge part of what he does. But I would also tell you, too, he's very good in traffic. Um, you got to remember he played here with, a, with Julio Jones uh, for a couple of years. And while Julio was the go or maybe the cross, Calvin was the opposite guy. And in essence, when Julio was out of here at the beginning of last year, Calvin had to become all those things. And that's why Atlanta was comfortable with him in that role until he decided to step away uh, five games into a six-game campaign last season. Um, but I do think he is an impact guy. In fact, I, you know, when I heard he was going to Jacksonville, I kind of said, well, you know, that makes sense. You've got Kirk. You've got some tight end play. But you need a guy who can be the other guy if you will. And I think he's clearly got a chance to be the other guy and he maybe can become the star guy for you. Uh, but he, his best football, I still believe, as I said at the top, less than 50 games into his career, I still think his best football may be ahead of him. All right, let's talk about Cartersville's favorite son. And, 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 and we should say, you know, I think your wife has worked with Trevor's mom. Uh, no, they they know one another. They, they know, know one, one another. another. So yeah. yeah. And I know Jeremy and, and, and look, He's, uh, you know, I got to meet him, and you know this story. I, I, I saw him for the first time before his sophomore year in high school. So I, I've kind of seen the full legacy, if you will, of what he's done. All right. So are you surprised that he's making the same error, right, the throw into the end zone that cost yeah. him against the Texans last week in London? Are you surprised that he's not thriving yet, or or do you just figure that's the, the rise of a young quarterback? And, and by the way, for folks who don't know, I mean, you watched Matt Ryan come in as a youngster and work yeah. his way up. So, you know, give us the view from Cartersville on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> well, obviously, there are a lot of 16 jerseys running around up here in Falcon territory still, by the way, right? Um, I, I think, the, I think the, the stuff he's going through now is what you would have gone through in a typical rookie year had he had a typical rookie year. Um, and I'm not trying to write off the bad chapters of what's happened in Jacksonville the last, you know, year and a half or so, but, but I think Doug Peterson's the perfect coach for him. And I told you that when I saw you in the preseason, and the reason I think he's the perfect coach is because of his track record. Um, and I, I think the maturation process of the quarterback is just a year behind schedule because of all the stuff that went on a year ago. And look, am I surprised the the, the stuff happened the other day? Yeah, I am a little bit. In fact, I was watching the game you know, getting ready for our game against the Panthers, and I saw the throw, and I'm like, man, that's a bad throw. How did that happen? Um, and, and I heard you at the top say, you know, he had the other throw available and didn't take it. You know, and I, he can only speak to that process. But I will tell you the one thing is I've always found out with him is that he's wired to get better. Even when you think he's reached the top of it, Brian, I, I think he's still wired to improve. And I think now this process of learning and going through these experiences now – with Coach Peterson will benefit him, and, and I would like to thank the Jaguars down the road for sure. That is the perfect perspective. Thank mm -hmm. you. I, I think that's what people needed to hear because if you consider this to be his rookie season with Doug Peterson, uh, he I, is yeah he's eight games into this thing, and people are panicking. Plus, he doesn't have that huge target, that alpha dog mm -hmm. receiver, and he will that he's wired to get better is what everybody needs to hear. Thank yeah. Wes, you are the best, my friend. <laughs> 
Thanks. I appreciate it. Yes, Wes. We all needed that perspective this Wednesday morning. Thank you for that. And thank you so much for joining us on Jaguars Drive Time. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you very much. When we come back on the Jaguars Digital Network, some of this or that presented by Price.com. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with comparison, shopping, cashback, coupons, all in one. It's free. Try Price.com today. This or that. This or that. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday, getting ready for This or That, presented by Price.com. We met the Price.com ownership in London at the Fulham game, and they were the coolest, nicest people. Well, I'm glad you're happy. I am. They were very cool, very down to earth. Do they like this segment? They do. They watch this segment, and I think they just came up with the coolest idea ever for Price.com. So, hello from Los Angeles. That's where they live. So, they're up very early, probably watching this live. So you're happy, they're happy. <laughs> yep. They like right. this segment, this or that? Yes. Well, what's not to like? There's this, there's that. I mean, there's <laughs> and all, this. Setting it up perfectly as you always do. <laughs> yes. Brian, what do you got? Risk or reward? Real simple. Uh, what is greater? The risk? You've got a young man who has spent 18 months out of football, who stepped away with, you know, some mental... Mental issues sounds bad. He was trying to protect his mental health, right? Yep. Which is admirable. Um, so there is some risk. But when you watch this kid, when you watch the highlights of this kid, when you understand what this team needs so desperately, the reward. So what has the potential to be greater? Oh, huge the reward. I mean, I got a lot of emails of people. Oh, he's not helping them this year. Why'd they take this chance? First of all, it's not a big risk. It's a fifth-round pick, and if he's – my understanding of the conditional is that if he's good and signs a second deal, then it's it's a fifth and a second. Well, for all the reasons, they need the position. He might be a top 10, as West Durham said, top 15 guy. And if you dig deep, they were going to have to try to find this in the draft next right. year. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're going to have to try to find a corner in the draft next year. Plus, it's not like this team's got a whole bunch of impact players running around. There's some. But it's not that they can't use other people in the draft next year. If you got this without having to burn off a top, okay, say 12 draft pick, then it's a masterstroke. There's no I – mean, I don't think it's much of a risk. I think the reward's high. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And I get – I understand fans saying, well, he's not helping this year. Why does this matter? No one wants to hear, but you're two and six right now. And if this is a guy that can help you next season, would you rather trade for someone who is lesser of Calvin Ridley right now to win you three more games? No. This is a big picture look of the team. You hear Coach Peterson say it every day. If this is a Trevor Lawrence weapon next season, yeah, count me in. Plus, Brian, I think you were going to go here anyway. If you were getting a player who was guaranteed to help you right now, it was going to cost you mm-hmm. a first, a second, a first. Right. Your firstborn. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the whole ball of wax 100 and that's really the thing they have a roster to build here i don't think this team could afford to make a Devonte adams trade where you take f- two first a second you start doing salary cap you know they had to do something creative to be able to do this and the other things they're going to need i agree with you i this is a bold it, it could be a very masterful stroke two things uh that stand out one is it is you said big picture it's big picture if you think the Jaguars are just focused on nine games, 
you now understand how they're looking at this, right? This was never just about 2022. Mm -hmm. This was about 23, 24. This is about a long-term plan, and we can see what the Jaguars are at two and six, incomplete. This is a move for the long-term with their quarterback. And the other thing is, and I wrote it for Quick Thoughts, John, um, these guys don't get to the marketplace. Devontae Adams was tagged and then traded for a first and a second, right? And then the Raiders had to give him a $140 million contract. <laughs> and then Tyree Kill, who was the other big guy who went last year, was a one, a two, two fours, a five, and a six. Oh. <laughs> and they had to give him a $100 million contract. Each of those guys is making $30 million a year. It costs too much. The Jaguars aren't These there guys yet. don't yeah. get to the market. If Calvin Ridley is reinstated, and I'd have to take the educated guess, that when the Jaguars dug around and did their homework on this, somebody at the league office said he's okay, right? I mean, he's doing the right things. They're as not doing this blindly. Yeah, right. <laughs> as long as he doesn't have any relapses, right, uh, there's a good chance that he'll be back in football. Yeah, if, um, if, they're, doing it, if they're doing it blindly, it's I can't a bad imagine that. Yeah. Uh, which I can't imagine they are either. And uh, the risk to me at this stage of their development would have been – making a Devontae Adams move. Yeah. Not a knock on Devontae Adams. I'm talking about no. giving up that kind of capital uh, for so much. Yeah. receivers who are He's beyond that second year. Yeah. Ridley's 27. Uh, there's a school of thought among some teams in the NFL that you don't pay that receiver in that second contract because you're paying so much and you're paying the aging player. Ridley's not an aging player yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, 27, you know, probably has until he's 30 or 31 before you even think about a decline. So on those fronts – there's risk to every move. You bet. But on this one, I think capital and the way you're trying to construct this team, I don't think it's a huge risk. One more thing. He's an $11 million cap hit next year, which if you look at the top receivers who are well over 20 into the 25, man, that's a bargain. In a real realistic notion, this is most likely replacing a Marvin Jones because there was questions of whether the Jaguars would resign him. This, to me, makes sense where Calvin Ridley then steps into that position. Only in the sense that you're taking his roster spot. This is a significant upgrade. Oh, for sure. This is an alpha Absolutely. One, but it's right? taking that spot, that yes. cap, that yes. money, all of that. John, what do you got? I have uh, Travis Etienne, uh, who, you know, this – is purely for conversational purposes. Sure. Travis <laughs> Which is what we do on the show. Is he a Rushmore Jaguars running back, or is it too early to tell? Well, to me, it's obviously too early to tell. Yeah. But I put it out there because you have Rushmores on this franchise who are elite guys. To me, Fred Taylor's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, had he played at a level for a couple of more years when he was at his absolute peak, uh as good as there was in the NFL when he played. He was the league's leading rusher in 2011 yeah. on the worst passing team in football. That's hard to do when everyone's focused on you. Yeah, um, and you've had other guys uh, rush more, but is is he going to be at those guys' level? A month ago, I'd have told you it was insane to think about that. But this kid's really good, Brian. Yeah. I mean, like he's so much different and better than I expected. Even if he wasn't fast, and he's really fast, I don't he hasn't shown that breakaway thing that Fred had, but you know maybe ten guys in history have. So uh, it's his vision that's really impressive, and it's his toughness that's really impressive. And his, his he's a much more complete back than I ever imagined him being. The play that he made on the forty-nine yarder, where he got to the sideline and his momentum was taking him out of bounds, and he planted that foot and then shot up the sideline. That, that's beyond special, right? Um, he would take where it looked like he was going to get stopped for no gain and squirt through and find six yards on mm-hmm. first down. Um, and I, I think it bears, 
yes, I think he is that caliber of athlete, mm-hmm. right? It's still too early to tell. But it's worth remembering that he had a Liz Frank. I saw Corey Grant here during Legends Week, right? Corey never played again when he had that. And Corey was equal in terms of speed and explosiveness. Um, that he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. He's a tremendous football. He is that guy that defensive coordinators go, how do we stop him? Mm-hmm. How do we mm-hmm. figure him out? Yeah. Um, we've been waiting for that to show up. We need more of those. But, John, I think the answer is his talent level is extreme. If he stays healthy, he's got the ability. And if the Jaguars, if Calvin Ridley's what we hope he is, right, all of this would be a lot easier for Then this that kid. only helps him, yeah. right. Well, now all of a sudden you're starting to stockpile some guys who can make plays. I think uh, Kirk will get better with, with the Ridley addition. Yes, totally. And you have ETM. That's three guys. I think Devin Lloyd's going to be that guy on defense. All of a sudden, compared to what we were a year ago, yeah, you got three or four guys who you can start saying, yeah, they're legitimate NFL playmakers. So it, it's all got to work out, but that's the feeling I got off the Ridley trade, accompanied by ETN improving over the last month. Now all of a sudden, you got some guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm need more guys that's the key equation all right draft compensation this or that calvin ridley or a second round draft pick there are a lot of wrinkles to this trade a fifth round pick if he makes the team it's a fourth round pick if he hits a big play milestone in quotations we don't know what that is it's a third round pick if calvin ridley is signed to a long-term extension with the jaguars it is a second round pick going to the falcons i look at this as calvin ridley would earn that long-term extension it's not like the jaguars are blind giving away a second round pick that would all be on Ridley if this turns into a second round pick but let's say best example big picture that does happen would you rather have Calvin Ridley or would you rather have that second round pick back let me tell you a quick story uh in Dallas in 2018 um Jaguars were picking 29th and when when they turned the corner to 20 I got a list of three names that the Jaguars were looking for so prepare to interview one of these three guys so get ready and they were um uh, Hayden Hurst, the tight end, the Bulls kid. Yep. The uh, the the linebacker from Alabama, Rashawn Evans, and wide receiver Calvin Ridley. I mean, the Jaguars <laughs> were dialed in, and Ridley was at the top of the list. He was the guy they wanted the most, and of course, the Falcons swooped in and grabbed him. I think at twenty four, twenty five. Um, you'd much rather have this than a second round pick because this is a guy who comes in as an impact player. You don't. He did as a rookie, by the way. You know, at the bottom of the first round. So, yeah, you'd rather have this guy who knows the game, who can quickly step onto the field and be a contributor than a second-round pick that might take you longer than that. Yeah, it's not close. I, uh, obviously, rather have Ridley. I think another key here to this trade, as Brian alluded to a second ago, um, if you sign a free agent, they're probably older. If you draft a guy, he's going to be younger. He's going to be 23 uh, 22, and historically it can take some time. I think the edge to Ridley is if, if, if he comes back and he's the player he was in 2020, you have a turnkey guy who's ready to go who's proven he can do it in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he doesn't have to have as much adjusting to figuring out what this league's about. Uh, again, he's got some rust to shake off. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, New quarterback to figure out. But, but, but this feels, as, as long as the kid has his life in order, which I hope he does for his sake, uh, then this feels like almost a no-brainer. Yeah, and it's important to note, you're talking about your quarterback's third year. It's a pivotal year in the development of a quarterback. So getting this guy, and again, we're all working to the caveat that he will be reinstated. He can reapply yep. or apply for reinstatement mid-February. Um, 
But to have a, a threat like this with some experience, so not just a rookie that you're hoping can pick it up quickly, is really important for Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. And that is this or that presented by Price.com. When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some closing thoughts. Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. We're back for one more segment on Jaguars Drive. Tom, on a Wednesday morning, busy week ahead as the Jaguars get ready for a home game against the Raiders this Sunday. But one more point on the trade deadline coming to a close yesterday afternoon at 4 o'clock. The biggest name by far in Jacksonville was Josh Allen. And we kept hearing about all these calls that were being made and the questions of would the Jaguars, with enough capital, trade Josh Allen. He is still here. He is still with the Jaguars. And it seems to be he is a cornerstone player that they did not enough for yeah um you looked at, at, at teams that were going up for was it brian burns in uh in carolina and reportedly the rams were throwing future first round picks at them and and they said no you don't find pass rushers especially guys with the talent of josh allen just hanging around i would say he's a cornerstone even though he told me last week in the locker room he knows he hasn't played to the level that he needs to play to i was convinced last week that he was gonna have a breakthrough game against the broncos um, I still think you're going to see it from him because he's the kind of guy on the field, in the classroom, you know, off the field that you want to build your team around. And I still think he's a guy that you can do that with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, Josh, I, I mean, he would tell you this. The team's in a tough spot with him because yep. he hasn't had those sack numbers at the same time. This is what I keep going back to with Josh. Um if I look out there on a Sunday when I'm covering a game and I look up and I see a trainer around a player, he's the last guy on defense that I want to see down on the field. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want this totally team right. playing without him. You're totally right. And while he hasn't had those huge sack numbers, I just feel like they would miss him incredibly if he's not here. So that's their dilemma. Hadn't quite been what you mm-hmm. hoped in terms of numbers, but boy, is he important to what they do. And I don't know that you want to. I don't know that you want to be be going and looking for another one of them. No, because you don't find guys with his size, speed, and, and and intangibles. Quick story, I go out on the field on Wednesdays right before practice ends to get a coach, right, for pregame radio. And as they break up and guys start coming off the field, Josh is the last guy to leave the field. He's hooking himself up to this machine that causes resistance when he's running sprints. He's pushing his teammates. He's working the bag. Josh Allen works so hard. Kind of like we're talking about Trevor Lawrence having that breakthrough moment. I get, Maybe it's on the same Sunday. Maybe it's this Sunday that that Josh Allen has the same thing and comes through with a Buffalo-like performance last year, which nobody should have forgotten about Mm -hmm. how special he was that day. Um, There's a breakthrough moment coming for him, I think. Yes, and he is still here. It was, you know, thinking about it, and you saw the reports, and you saw what teams were calling for. Just, I was thinking of a of a locker room without Josh Allen. Without Josh Allen, you don't want that. It was just weird to think about. It was a weird feeling to think about that, and you don't get that with every single player. All right, and that is Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday morning. Much more to come on Jaguars.com all week long. We will be back with you right here, Jaguars Drive Time, tomorrow morning, 9.30. We'll see you then. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.